1: At LuckyLandSlots.com
0: Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Jay here for Stretford Paddock and this is the Manchester United versus West Bromwich Albion. Premier League Preview. Joining me is usually my co-host on the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast, but a bit different today, Ronaldo Brown. How are we doing, mate?
0: I'm doing great. I'm all, I'm doing quite well, actually. Well, just d- f- You've gone down, See, then. You you're doing, down, great. I'm yeah, doing yeah, no, great. I'm doing quite well, actually, satisfactorily. Actually, you know what? Too well. I wanted to be a little bit... Um, I thought maybe I was a bit too ex- hyperbolic, if you like that word. <laughs> <So> <laughs> hyperbolic, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me bring it, you say bring so. it down a notch. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is... I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And I'm sure all the subscribers out there are happy that I'm doing all right.
1: Well, forgive me if this <laughs> is hyper uh, hyperbole when I say that um, <laughs> Manchester United need a win, don't we, against mm. West Bromwich Albion at Old Trafford. We've lost three, drawn one out of the first four games, Premier League games at Old Trafford this season, which is pretty disastrous. West Bromwich Albion, just been promoted, not doing too great. I mean, I feel like we say this almost every week when we chat, whatever show we're on and we chat about it, but... Oligonsault shot
0: is under a little bit of pressure isn't it and he needs a win. So I, say I'm wrong. You're not you're not wrong at all. This is a must win. After the kind of dodgy start that we've had and everything that's happened and now that we're starting to pick up a little bit of momentum or are gradually finding our feet again, these are not the games that you you want to slip up on. I don't want it to be a situation where constantly throughout the season we've taken two steps forward one step back. And then one step forward and then two steps back. I don't want that unpredictability. I don't want that inconsistency because that is a sign of not a very good team because the best teams are consistent. And if we not dropping points to 18th place, West Brom doesn't bode well. And I know sometimes we like to say United kind of play to competition sometimes. And then when we play against the big teams, we kind of raise our game. And then when we play against the so-called little teams then we kind of drop our standards a little bit. We can't afford to do that. We need to be more ruthless and win the games that we need to win.
1: But even, even like the smaller teams mm. like Crystal Palace and Arsenal, we've struggled against them.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, do it's you know it's been if, like if the you, bigger teams, like where <laughs>
1: like you've not performed, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. it's been us almost across the board. If, so you loo- if
0: you're losing against the likes of Arsenal and the likes of teams as low down as that, like teams that aren't very big, it's... It, it's not a good sign, and obviously, when you are playing against bigger teams like that, are not like Arsenal and Crystal Palace and stuff, the likes of obviously Chelsea, United. Well, not playing ourselves, but Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> United versus United. I, w- um, I, think, I think we'd lose that game too, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea City and <laughs> so on. But um, we need to basically what we need to do is just. I don't even care about how well we play. I just need us to get three points and move on. I'm basically. with you.
1: I'm with you. I do think for me, it's yeah. all about the three points because you know we could have the greatest performance you've seen, yeah. and if, unless we win, no one will care. People won't go all oh, the referee, or we were unlucky, or we hit the post ten times, or whatever. It'll be about the 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 win. We need those three points. Mm. I mean, you know, we we got away with it a little bit against Brighton away, when it was like, you know, the, the, the penalty after the final whistle. Well, to be honest with you, we were second best throughout that game, really, yeah. where we Brighton had opposed, was it five times or something? And defensively, we were, we were a shambles. But the fact is, we got those three points, which now look, you know, invaluable. We need more points and we need to start winning, especially at home. I know there's no crowd there or anything like that, but you can't be losing four of your first five home games, can you? No but chance.
0: Unreal it's showing how times will change going into, you're going into a game against West Brom.
1: West Brom, seven, uh, what is it, eight games in? This will be our eight Premier League games. West game. Brom And we're talking hope. about must win? Jesus,
0: West, West Brom at the Theatre of Dreams. I'm, look, I'm looking there, but I need to be looking at the camera lens right there. But I'm glad you're keeping us updated on what you need to be doing and yeah, what you're yeah. doing. Lads. <laughs> nice <laughs> for the viewers to know. <laughs> but, uh, Directing
1: yourself as you go.
0: Authenticity in it, that's what you're here for. <laughs> but, um, against West Brom at home it should normally that would be a formality but nothing really is these days when it comes to United but I'm still fairly confident as always I'm in my team that we'll get the job done What do you put this
1: season's you call you call it inconsistency right and you, you're mm. absolutely bang on United are currently sat in 14th which says it all um, but what do you put that down to because you say it's inconsistent but why are we so inconsistent because I don't remember and as a United fan who's been there just about sort of Mm -hmm. remembers all of the Fergie era you know the very end of the Atkinson era the Fergie era I've never seen a team take inconsistency to this level where you can batter Leipzig Leipzig one week Leipzig Leipzig, (laughs) eh? professionalism on this uh, on this preview you can batter Leipzig one week you can beat PSG. I know this is in the Champions League. You can even go away to Newcastle who are doing okay and give them a good hiding. Yeah, you can't beat Palace at home. You can't beat Arsenal at home. You know, you, you do a, the best result you've had at home is an absolute ball fest against Chelsea. Why are we seeing such extremes? What what do you put that down to?
0: I don't know, man. It's just, as it's just coming back to the consistent, consistency aspect of it. And I know sometimes we kind of, Kind of attributing that to possibly the management of like are the players going into each game feeling the pressure or feeling the kind of motivation that that is required at that level of um, football to get the job done and be seven out of ten every single week. I think it's just it's too much. Mo- <laughs> Two peaks and troughs. It's like one of them where one game half the team four out of ten one seven. Um, another game. There's a few that are eight out of ten, a few fives, and then a bunch of threes. There's no, there's no real games where everyone's just seven out of ten at least, and it's very rare. And I don't know if it comes down to the fact that we've got players that are just sometimes don't have the the, the kind of fire and the hunger that that we that you need, especially in the Premier League. Because sometimes we say, obviously, West Brom should be a formality. We do know it's still the Premier League, and Anything can happen on any given Sunday or Saturday, whichever day that you play. play See, so you know, that's not American football. It, you know. That's it's not that's,
1: American I, you football. It, you it. It was, so it was, uh, anything can happen on any given Sunday. It's,
0: an, well, it's, yeah, it's, right. it's the NFL talk That's how they kind of talk about any. any I only game, know that because I've seen the film. Yeah. Um,
1: but no, you're talking <laughs> now about motivation. How some of these players maybe they're not up for it, or maybe you know that maybe it's the management that's got to come up. Surely, if you're stepping out yeah. from Manchester United Football Club. You should be giving your all, and also surely you should have some professional pride. Where you're going into a game and you're thinking, "We're at home, okay. There's no crowd. We've not had a good start to the season. We need to turn up. We need to put a performance in." Surely motivation shouldn't be a factor, should it? Because it why, why, what are these players not? They're going out thinking, "Oh, you know, if we lose today, such is life. I want a bit more than
0: that." It's sh- that's the modern footballer. It seems. I don't. I don't know how to kind of sum it up, but it's like I'm trying to find excuses for him when I shouldn't really because simply it's just not good enough when you're not winning games you should be winning and you're not putting the performances and you're not showing the kind of you should be able to footballers or players or the United team should look as if they care just as much as the fans do or just anyone to do with the club yeah at the end of the day it's your job and you're putting on that shirt and going out there and then you're not just representing yourself your family and the club but you're representing a a large fan base because it's I don't know it's I personally think there's a little bit of it just I'll go out and if I play well I play well if I don't I don't and I don't I've I've said this
1: before about some players in his team and I've You know, I don't want to sing him out. He's had a lot of grief lately, and some of it's mm. completely unwarranted. But I've always said about Pogba, for example, that and I'm not just blaming him for the, the recent results. But one thing I think about Pogba is, I do think he's motivated. I do think he has that desire to win. Mm. I think maybe a, a criticism you could aim at is that he doesn't hate losing enough. I think certain t- t- types of players at United where they absolutely hate losing. And when I think about the, the great United players, you know, throughout the years that I've seen, the likes of Brian Robson, the likes of Roy King, the likes of Wayne Rooney, you know, the, the real Ferdinand. The, the ever, you know, they have, no matter what, they hated losing. And I think sometimes with our players you get the impression that yes, they don't like losing, but they don't hate it in the sense that it, it's sort of like, right, you know what? I'm not having that again. Because we've you know we've 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 gone through a stage where in the past, you know, old Trafford has been a fortress. or so we've had these wonderful runs. Even under all we've had, you know, decent runs and what have you, but at the minute we just can't get going. You talked about momentum before. Momentum this season has been winning one Premier League game.
0: Momentum's two game is basically two. Games have we even
1: won to back. back-to-back games in the <sighs> Premier League? I don't think we have. Have we? And I don't think we have. I- this I'm, not sure. I'm
0: not quite sure if we have. But it's true. It's basically we're all no, saying. No, I'm pretty sure. Character-wise, it needs to hurt to lose, and that might be the issue. But I don't know. It feels like we're kind of reaching, trying to figure out reasons why we're kind of up and down with our performances, and it just comes down to players needing to make sure that they. Give the role basically because a lot of it is when we see bad performance from bad performances from united we can't always say ah but they tried though a lot of the time when we do lose it it's kind of one of those energy sapping losses where it didn't seem as if the players cared it's a bit flat or there's not enough hunger there's not enough fire from the performance, because sometimes you can do, you can play like that and play with that and show that and still lose the game. But when we lose, it's it's just the complete bottom barrel. Everyone's been shocking, but it. it there, like there has been a lot of that yeah. this season.
1: You're right because yeah. the obvious example is the Spurs game, where well, even even the Palace game. Go back <laughs> to the first game of the season, but especially the Spurs game where you can almost say every single player was piss poor. And not just poor, but like making just basic errors. And you are look at it and you think, what is going on? And you spoke about earlier, when we first started the preview, you spoke about management. And obviously when you talk about management, I don't think you're talking about Kieran McKenna and Michael Carrick. How much responsibility does Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have to take for getting his players motivated, the results we've seen, the mistakes we've been seeing? Is that is that on him? Or is it a case of, it's not his fault that Harry Maguire heads the ball straight up. It's not his fault that if we're looking at Europe, you know, players are letting a thirty-five year old Denver Bar have the full length of the pitch to run onto or whatever. How much of it is his fault? Do you think he's gotta be more culpable with these results? I don't know.
0: I'm thinking when I mention management, I speak about in an aspect of how we kind of hold players accountable. Like, I think if you're a coach that shows a bit of that like I can't be fucked with or holding players accountable or making sure that they don't drop their level, like having a kind of strict enough regime in place in terms of the way you kind of carry yourself in, in certain aspects of your management, players will be less inclined to try and dip below that. Because I've spoke about this with with you a lot. I know um, he comes across as a very nice guy. You know, he's very happy-go-lucky. He seems like he can be your best mate. He obviously will have the killer, like, kind of mentality side of him that he would have probably adopted from his playing days at United with the players that were in that squad. But it's just about whether some of the players kind of fear him enough. I don't know if they... Not not so much fear him, but, like, they're not as comfortable in being lethargic and complacent in their performances, knowing that they won't get a hairdryer from Ole. you know that kind of... Th- do you know where I'm you know coming from? I get where you're coming yeah. from,
1: but, like, there's this, there's this sort of criticism that's levelled at Ole quite a lot in that he, kept, he can be a soft touch, or that he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's almost taking the, the um, idea of being the anti-José Mourinho, where Jose Mourinho could be quite yeah. hard on players and whatnot and all these more sort of put your, put his arm around the player. He's almost taking that too far now where you've got players that perhaps don't respect him or aren't listening to him enough or whatever. But we have seen that sort of tough side to him. The famous clip that sort of became a meme was, you know, when he was shouting at Jesse Lingard, at the Etihad, you know, one more of that and you're off. We've also spoke to the likes of, you know, James Cooper. We spoke to... Um, I spoke to James Jackson the other week. He wrote a book and all it, And it's like, he isn't this soft touch that perhaps some people think. Because, you know, this is a guy that... He has got a, a, a tough streak to him. You know, I know it sounds a bit sort of a daft time, mean, you know what? <laughs> He's battled through a lot. He had injuries when he was in, a kid, I think, in Norway. He's battled through that. He's got to Manchester United, became Manchester United manager against all these odds. And you've got to have a bit of toughness. You've got to have a toughness to survive the Norwegian winter, for God's sake. But he has that. I think he has that little bit of toughness. And we saw it as a player. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as a player, he was not a soft player. He wasn't someone you'd see rolling around on the floor, holding his ankles every five minutes, crying to the ref. Do you know what I mean? He was someone who could, he could take some tough challenges and he always got back up. So, I do think there's that toughness there. And I think that sometimes, you know, that is overlooked. But there's no doubt that, motivation-wise, that maybe there needs to be something there where, you know, I don't know, does he need to perform more in front of the cameras? Would that put your mind at rest, you think? If he, you uh, no, I'm not... shouting in front of everyone. Because I think sometimes, you know, people buy in at that when they see a manager in the touchline giving it all out. But how much is that is actually doing anything?
0: Yeah, but I'm just theorising really it's not yeah, like i know you've yeah, not got the answer i don't mean to go i'm not what, what is the why just putting, was so putting things out there yeah what but obviously i don't definitively know the answers because obviously it's football and football's not linear but um it's it's just one of those where i'm just sick of countless games where we start slow or it's flat or we even come out of hard time flat and then I immediately as some that's played just think that must be down to um a managerial issue. As it is obviously the players are out there playing, but I just felt like as someone who played when teams start flat, that's down to coaching and managing before the game and maybe the warm up. And then half time when you come out slow again and you don't come out and kick and kick on from half time, that's a team talk. Yeah, that's just that's just how I kind of see it. C- could be wrong, but that's just my opinion.
1: No, I think that's a fair yeah. comment. I mean, listen, you know, I hate getting into the old Ollie in and out nonsense, mm. but I'm a big fan of Oli going Solskjaer. I-, I can see what he's trying to do, and I have been very supportive of him, supportive of him on this channel. And you know, when we were allowed in the, in the ground and what have you, but you know, he has to take some responsibility. And there's no denying that. So far, the performances and the, the the levels haven't been good enough. Hopefully, hopefully, the recent win yeah. against Everton can kickstart us. It can be something we can build on because collectively, as bad as some of the performances have been collectively by United this season, collectively that was one of our better days. I mean, I think you look throughout that team. Okay, maybe our attackers weren't all you know at the top of the game, but especially midfield and yeah. defence, it was a much more enthusiastic and exciting performance than we've seen in recent weeks. So, you know, sensitively optimistic. Um, Looking at uh, West Brom, uh, not looking at West Brom at all, ignore me. Looking (laughs) at your predicted 11, even. How long have I been doing this for? I'm still getting it wrong. Uh, Your predicted 11, who have you gone to start this game against West Brom? This mouth-watering, epic mid-table or
0: relegation battle six-pointer. Who's in your 11? Um... Well, my 11 is I've gone for the fandy, Fancy Dance. What? Fancy? Fancy Dandy?
1: I don't know. You say these things fancy to me, right? like, you, like, I'm going to help you out and get, tell, tell you what you're trying to say, but I've no idea what you're on about. The Fancy Dance? What do you mean?
0: Basically, The Fancy on. Dance? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's no, not move no, on. Let's <laughs> talk about this.
1: I've gone with the Fancy Dance. What's, what's, right? What's, now, I, I've never played what, football no, to no, your that. level. I know that. But I've never heard no, the I expression, said, today, lads, we're going with the Fancy Dance. <laughs> is this an, Like what <laughs> is this Is this what Allison tells you At Paddock da- FC dandy what?
0: what Yeah I'm moving on Anyway I've If you can for... help us out In the comments
1: <laughs> Tell me WCF I've... He's on about
0: Then please Because
1: I haven't got A jar of glue Right You're, You've uh... gone with the, the, the formation What is it And I've try not for... to use Fancy pants And <laughs> Very F-
0: Very Fancy <laughs> um, Formation <laughs> It can be a 3 4 one, two. Whether you'd like to see it that way, if you'd or whether you'd see it as a five three two. But the team that I've gone for is the Herring Goal. Controversial. Um centre backs of Tuan Lindelof and Maguire, <gasps> right wing back, Juan Musaka, left wing back, Tellez, C D M, Fred, Pogba, Fernandez, and up front, Martial and Rashford if he's fit.
1: Yeah, a small caveat that you know things could change we haven't got the team news yet as in terms of who's fit for the for the squad and whatnot so, you know, you may well be looking at a team going, oh, actually, the news has come out that so-and-so's injured. Why have you included him? At the time, these players, as far as we know, are available. So I understand why you're gone with that. Um, looking at your fancy pants formation Fancy, here, fancy pants? Um, that might
0: have been... No, it wasn't it, but...
1: <laughs> I'm glad we're getting somewhere. Um, you've gone for a bat three. Why not a flat bat four? Why have you gone for a bat three or a five? I know what you mean when you've not got the ball. That sometimes
0: reverts to a five. Why have you gone with wing-backs? I don't think I've been too pleased with our wing play in general. I know it's wide areas is not somewhere that we kind of filled with um depth, but um I looked at the fact that this is a formation that West Brom often play. I'm not pointing out there that United. I'm I'm worried now. Yeah, that United obviously are trying to mirror. Just David Moyes tackle. We're going to make it as hard as possible for West West Brom's Brom's formation. They will want to come here to Old Trafford. Trust me, but I feel like with. The current setup of the team, as it is, I don't see how with Tell. I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that obviously Luke Shaw's injured, yeah, and Tellers has to come into the team. And yeah. I think he get if the best he's, if he's fit, as far as we f- know, if he's fit, fit. But, you know. But COVID- you get the best out of Rashford. Tellers in a, as a left wing back, yeah. And I think this formation suits him more, and having um, Rashford and Marshall up top. It allows them to be a little bit more fluid in their type in their movement, and obviously it doesn't kind of na- narrow Rashford right off to the wing. He can be a little bit more central, where he can be a little bit more dangerous. Marshall can be central where he likes to. They can both drift out to wide areas if they feel like they need to. I just feel like that formation offers a little bit of um, versatility that could be well and truly needed when you're up against a team that is obviously an underdog and might make it a bit more difficult for you. It can look like a very defensive. Formation at first glance but it could also be a very offensive one and I think if you've got West Brom doing a little bit of a low block if they possibly do or if they go for the formation yeah. that they are quite showing wide areas then do become important especially if they're compact and narrow so as I see it I think if they, we get up the ball a lot in the final third and then we can utilise Alex Tellers in his delivery and noro right is
1: West Brom's low block as effective as (laughs) Moston (laughs) Brooks? I thought
0: I was thinking why were you sniggering I thought something was something was coming let's move on because I never want
1: that what went down there to come out Um, right looking at your team here yep I agree with a lot of what you said I like Alex Tellez in the team of his fit as a wing back utilising his ability to get down that left hand side and whip that ball in we saw it against uh, PSG briefly that's all we've really seen of him so far this season for United but you could tell straight away he's got an absolute wand of a left foot, as they say, and he was picking out players left, right, and centre. Yeah. So hopefully he can do that. For Anthony Martial, because Anthony Martial hasn't scored in the league this season. I know he's got a couple in the Champions League. And it is a <laughs> little bit of a worry. Not in the sense that I'm worried about Anthony Martial. And I don't think he'll score those goals this season, because I do. But as a striker and as an attacker, he's going to want to get off the mark in the Premier League, isn't it? Because so far in the Premier League, you know, he's had more red cards, in that, he's had goals. And also his stats, I'm not all into stats because I think sometimes it can be misleading, but... You know, mm. the, if you do care about that sort of thing, they don't look great. Is it like no chances or no shots or whatever it was? I was reading the other day. So he could do with getting off the mark. And hopefully, do you reckon that Alex Tellers could be the man to help unlock it for him?
0: Yeah, hopefully. And um, with Marshall, obviously, his performances have not been amazing. His form's not been great. But um, there's the only way to turn that around is to play and score. So I think against West Brom, obviously against a bit of a lesser opposition and hopefully against a team that we'll be able to get enough chances against. Hopefully this is the kind of game that he could help get Marshall off the mark because obviously I still believe in and I think his quality and he had a great season last season and it's not too late for him to turn it around this season either. So no, I would stick with him. of course
1: not. I know I agree with, um, mm-hmm. with all you said there as well and just finally on that team, you happy with Rashford and Martial, because obviously you're happy, you've gone with as a predicted eleven. but do you think that could work? Because there's always been these question marks of whether those two, as a two, can play together. We've seen them more or less as a three at times, where yeah. on Rashford on the left, Martial in the middle, Mason or even Dan James whoever on the right. Do you think those could work as a sort of old-fashioned centre-forward pairing or do you see it being a little bit more of Marcus peeling off?
0: I think it could Man, work, sure. and I, I think to- totally think it could work. That's why I've gone for it. But um, no, but yeah, yeah, but <laughs> There's a, no, but that's not <laughs> that's
1: not necessarily your team that you think nah, exactly. should be picked. That's your predicted eleven, isn't
0: it? Exactly, but good players can generally work it out, and I think I've seen enough combination play from the both of them, even when they've not been playing just in complete unison as a, as a front two, yeah. to believe that they can make it work, even if one of them's wearing fancy pants even if they are wearing fancy pants, they can wear whatever they want. They can wear a leotard for all I care. There you go.
1: It's been sort of (laughs) etched (laughs) in the footballing lexicon. Wait, let me look. All right, so are we going to get... It's going to be a matter of time before commentators all over the world are saying he's gone with a fancy pants formation or the fancy dance formation, as as Ronaldo said, (laughs) which is even better. That's when you're actually dancing around the opposition. Let's have a look at my predicted 11. Not a million miles away from yours in the sense that uh, well, it's a little bit different, but not in terms of personnel. I, the only one I've gone at the back, I've gone for a flat back four. Um, again, this is predicted, and I think he will go for a four um, at the back. I've gone with Brandon Williams because tellers I think, is fine, and I think this whole COVID thing was a little bit of a, a, a little bit misleading. I just don't know how much fit he is. He's obviously been doing a lot of traveling with Brazil, and I think. Brandon Williams, is, again, there's question marks around all our left-backs, if I'm being brutally honest, but I've just gone, I think he may go with Brandon Williams, but I'm happy to be proven wrong on that, because I'd love to see Alex Tellez, like yourself, I've gone with Fred as a sort of CDM, uh, mainly because I want to see Pogba and Bruno start together, and I also, I thought Fred had a fantastic game um, against um, Everton, where, I know he had so many alongside him, but I thought he played really well, Um I thought for me he was man of the match I know that sounds crackers because Bruno was so effective but he was I thought he had a fantastic performance against uh, at Goodison so gone for him Um, Pogba and Bruno self-explanatory want to see a bit more from them Um, also I've gone with Marcus on the left I think that's where he's most effective and I think that's where Oli prefers him Marshall up top, said enough about him, expects him to get amongst the goals soon. Hopefully West Brom at home would seem like the, the ideal opportunity for him to do that. I've gone with Dan James because I feel like um, Ollie still rates him. I know there's a lot of people um, that question Dan James and I understand it because his performances haven't been that great, if we're being brutally honest. But if you are going to have a three, we don't know what the script is with Mason Greenwood yet as to how fit he is already to come back into the first team. I'd love to see Mason Greenwood start. I think that put yeah. a lot of the nonsense to bed as well that we've seen about him recently. But I, I have a feeling that we may just see Dan James because I think despite the fact United are struggling, despite the fact we've said this is a must-win game, despite the fact Ole oh, Gunnar Solskjaer under pressure, I still feel we don't have to necessarily play our strongest possible team. You can still say, all right, maybe if Mason's not 100%, I can put Dan James yeah. in and we can still get away with it because if you look at it, Bruno, Pogba, Martial, Rashford, Fred... Lindelof, Maguire, wan De Gea and probably Dan James walking the West Brom's team?
0: I'm not sure Daniel James. Actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm, that's a different story of a different day. I mean, But yeah. <laughs> we don't um, possibly, but see, football doesn't always work know, like that. I know, I know, that's
1: me oversimplifying things over-simplifying some, it somewhat. Because if you look at the form between the two teams, the two clubs, uh, the last time we played... I'll tell you that I'll set the scene for you here April 2018 what happened in April 2018 do you remember yeah I do go on it was spring (laughs) that's the sort of insight you get on this channel when me and Ronaldo uh, are together yeah you don't get that anywhere else and you get it for free as well Um, yes it was spring but other than that apart from that we went to the Etihad went 2-0 down City were about to win the league in front of us and we beat them 3 2. 3 2. Or oh, was, was, that, was that when Pogba owned Pogba the second half? Owned the second yeah. half and Chris Morland popped up as well, <laughs> I think, with a goal. Fantastic. West Brom next week. Uh, we'll prolong them winning the league a little bit longer as well. We'll easily beat West Brom at home. They're practically relegated. Uh, no, we won't. We lost 1 0. It was shocking. So we went from beating City to losing to West Brom. So we can't take anything from that. So Brown. basically,
0: we've got one point from the last two games at yeah. home against them.
1: Um, do you know anything about West Brom? What can you tell me about him?
0: Um, I'm a fan of Pereira. Yeah. I've obviously had him on the fantasy team all season, but he's been he's he's been quality from what I've seen. I think he could be a bit of the one to watch. Have we them. got the
1: West Brom uh, last line-up? Yeah. Can we just bring up the last line-up for West Brom when they played in the uh, yeah.
0: Premier League? Because
1: obviously, you know, they're sitting down at the bottom of the table, 18th, which most people probably expected that, to be honest. Yeah. You were, they, they didn't invest heavily in the, in the summer. And West Brom had a sort of a bit of a funny to last season, didn't it? They were sort of like... They had a bit of momentum and then it went out the, the window. And and you know, when you're looking through that team, I just sort of made a comment before that oh, all any of our eleven yeah, that... w- walks into um into yeah, their team. Probably
0: true that team wasn't exactly strike
1: fear into you, does it? I mean, we're looking at here. you know, you've got the likes of Livermore, you've got um Townsend, O'Shea, Bartley. Yeah, Pereira must not be fit. For long, long furlong. For furlong. Sam Johnson, yeah. who we all remember. Um Kieran Gibbs there, uh, he's he's there. Do you remember him? <laughs> From uh, Gibbs United remains. versus Arsenal in the Champions League. I remember him. I think he made his debut in an absolute nightmare against uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. which you can't really blame him for. But, I mean, looking throughout that, that West Brom team, it's not the most scary. That is shouldn't
0: it? be a. T- uh, but I, mean, I don't want to. Famous jinx last it. words. This is where it gets clipped off yeah. of people going, well, you I don't want to. I don't, don't want j- to jinx then. it, but that shouldn't be a team that like, we should be dropping points against. And. Um, that's why even looking at that, I think it's nothing but a win's really acceptable, really. I mean but you look at you look at the, the, the some of the their top goal scorers. Robson
1: Carnew's still doing bits for him. Three goals this season. Robson Canu, hey. is that a reading legend, basically. <laughs> He's a Welsh legend. Don't remember him yeah. in the uh, the Euros. Hey, yeah. eh? Jesus. Cruyff turn. Is this who we're fearing? Yes. Um oh yeah, Pereira's there. He's got one goal and two assists in seven games. Callum Robinson as well with a few goals there. I mean, you know, this is all okay, but all again, right. I don't want to dismiss them too much, but they're 18th for a reason. You know, they've just been promoted. They've struggled this season. They haven't had massive amounts of money to spend. So for that for that reason that this is where the sort okay. of they are where they are and this is a game where going back to what I said at the very beginning
0: of the yeah. preview, there's no excuses. That's why it, I, can't I, be
1: saying oh well they've got Robinson Carney. What do you expect us that's to do? get I'm, beat. That's what, what
0: I'm saying. If looking at it, looking at the lineup, looking at what we have to offer in the squad, and going into the Saturday, it's time to be a little bit predictive. So, Jay, can you let me know what your predicted score is for the Dude
1: game? the was just taking over presenting this. I, I asked Son, <laughs> <a question today. laughs> eh? hey. We'll, we'll talk about this. It can be off fluid. <laughs> can be I'm fl- only joking it Can be fluid. <laughs> now, though. Just some of the examples, some of the last we have. Can be fluid um. it. <laughs> <laughs> it can be fluid <laughs> it can be fluid i you've done um, my, my predicted score I'm going to go with I, I think I don't know maybe I'm getting carried away and giddy because of the, the the Everton result and the fact that we've just sort of planted our flag about West Brom not being very good so now I've got to salute it so I'm going to say um, 3-0 United I'm going to go Anthony Martial to get off the mount with Natrick All right,
0: I'm going go. 3-1 a Premier League
1: mark, off the Premier League we, before anyone goes He's I'm going 3-1 United right
0: Um. Fernandez, Rashford, and I think Teller scores a free kick. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Put your absolute on. Scenes. Put your Tell you on.
1: What, if Teller scores, we're on the pitch. Uh, unfortunately, we're not because we're not at the game. It's not allowed in the grounds, are we? Uh, Ronaldo, where can people find you? You've got loads of subs, aren't you, on your YouTube no. account? You were telling me just before we started. I've got 10 subscribers
0: for some reason. 10 subscribers? For, <laughs> hey, double for, figures. <laughs> for no videos on the way, <laughs> Well, you need to sort that out. Start doing some content. Yeah, I do. I said I do them video I said I do it on, so you know do it, do it on conspiracy that theories. we always say
1: we don't want them on this channel. You I do it on conspiracy on you. theories. You can do a video explaining the fancy pants formation. I think that should be your first video. I'll yeah. just clip up this and just put it on. Right, okay. Simple. You can cross content. I'm sure that's allowed. Um, yeah, you can find him. What, what's Ronaldo Steve Brown, ninety eight. 98. <laughs> 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 well, you, know you find me. I'm all over the channel. Uh, we'll have the watch along for the West Brom game. You're going to be doing your Socials for it, and you're yeah. going to be doing the uh, post match stuff as well. You're going to have Adam McCall's going to be in for it, Stephen House is going to be in for it, Joe Smith's going to be in for it, Alex Bagger's going to be in for it. Plus, we'll have all the reaction as well. So make sure you check that out. Don't forget to hit like, share, and subscribe.
0: This has been Stretford Paddock West Bromwich Albion preview. Thanks for watching.